And... Welcome back to another episode of Legally Unfiltered. This is attorney Franz Borkart. I'm here with attorney Richard Sprinkle for our weekly radio show and podcast, Legally Unfiltered, where we talk about national legal issues, local Louisiana legal issues, and issues that affect you and your life. This is our second episode when we're, since we've come back uh, post-pandemic. Today, Richard, it's my understanding we're going to be talking about... Evidentiary lo- issues. Yeah, what happens yeah. When, when law enforcement officers, whoops, lose evidence. And, and then... And what happens when you want some evidence, but somebody doesn't want to give it up? So privileges. Right. So generally, privileges, like a presidential privilege. Sure. President Trump. We that's still call a, him President Trump. Pre- that, well, we do. Yeah, yeah. He's so, in the Hall of Presidents at Disney World. So we're going to talk about a recent Supreme Court decision dealing with what the White House has to release versus not release. And when I say White House, I mean... The White House. The White House uh, in terms of the... is it? Do we call it the insurrection? Do we call it the... The, the, the events of January 6th, 2021. All right. So I'm going to let you kick <laughs> things... Do you want to start there or do you want to start with the loss of evidence? Well, let's, start, let's start with loss of evidence. Okay. And incidentally, before we do that, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, www.legallyunfiltered.com or you can email us at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com richard mans and 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 keeps an eye on that gmail address so let's start let's kick it off so dennis and cynthia perkins oh my do the names ring a bell oh my um looking for love in all the wrong places there these are the two these are the two that are being prosecuted for the heinous sex crimes yeah the the cupcake incident that we're not going to go into um he was a what a sheriff's officer he was a deputy yeah, 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 yeah. And she was a teacher. Yeah. And yeah. and just to give you the landscape of her defense is probably going to be, he made me do it. Probably. I was scared for my life and he made me do it. <laughs> probably. I don't know what his defense is. She made me do it. We'd have to ask our, uh, our, our counterpart. Mm-mm-mm. So Mm-mm. in that case, there was a search warrant issued. Certain evidence was certain property. We don't know if it's evidence or not. Certain right. property was seized. Certain property was seized. Um, as, as usual with a search warrant, the uh, officers come in and take everything that's listed on the warrant. Okay. So you seize the property, mm-hmm. and then you do an analysis on the property. Uh, and, first, you log it in. Yeah, you log it in. Right. You do an analysis on the on the property. We call it a chain of custody. Mm-hmm. And if there's evidence on there, it stays in evidence. That's right. If it's not evidentiary, theoretically, the person that you seized it from can get it back because it's still their property, right? Right. Um, and the world keeps spinning. Now, with computers, it has happened before that they will data dump a cell phone and then re-release the cell phone. Sure. But generally, they, they hold that cell phone in evidence. Because to be clear, it's the data on the device they want, not the device itself. Right, right, right. right. So that all being said, that all being said, the matter is set for trial. Sure. They are going to go to trial. They've already tried a, a connected case with this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a young lady who participated in some of the mm-hmm. reindeer games, mm-hmm. uh, not to not to make light of the allegations. And the attorney for, 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 for Mr. Perkins has mm-hmm. said, wait a minute, there's two hard drives that have gone missing. Right. Where are they? You had them. You right. took them. You logged them in. The response 
from the prosecuting agency, the AG's office, the Louisiana Department of Justice, the AG's office is, yeah, but they really weren't of, of any relevance. There's nothing of value on there. Nothing to see here. So where's the where's the hard drives? <laughs> nothing to see here. Move yeah. along. Yeah. So where's the hard drives? <laughs> These aren't the drives you're looking so, for. So, okay. So fundamentals. Fundamentals. Right. If you seize property through a search warrant, it's not your property. No. It's just evidence or potential evidence of a crime. It's essentially on loan, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. So forced loan, but loan nonetheless. And the beauty of our justice system is the state has the burden of proof. Right. The defense can just sit back and say, prove it. Yeah. So now the state has to say, we don't have these drives anymore. We lost them. But the state is also saying they weren't relevant to the prosecution anyway. Do they get to make that decision as to the prosecution? Do they get to make the decision as to whether or not there was exculpatory evidence on there, which they are obligated to give the defense? Because here's the thing. If there's not evidence of child pornography, if there's not evidence of a crime, right. and they're charged with all these crimes against human beings... Wouldn't the lack of evidence on those hard drives be exculpatory it's, in nature? It's arguable that that is exculpatory in nature. Look, you right. took these hard drives saying there was evidence on them, and there is no evidence on them. My, oh my. Mm. And But really, isn't the real question here not just that particular case, but the systemic problem with agencies losing things and then basically saying, meh, meh, oh well, we didn't need it anyway. So for me, so for me as a former prosecutor, as a defense attorney, it creates chaos. And it also creates distrust in those who are well, supposed to be so looking out for the state. The loss of seized property yeah. is not new. No. We've seen this before. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes the seized property ends up, I don't know, in the trunks of law enforcement. I'm not saying that's what happened here. They I mean, could have I legitimately... Mean, sometimes, sometimes they have to take the safe outside and bash it on the ground a bunch of uh, times first. Yes, yes. So here's the thing. <laughs> They could have legitimately misplaced it. Sure. Lost it. Sure. Destroyed it. Yeah, they could have. And and by the way, guys, this is not like... So what's critical to me is this is not like a, a biological sample, a DNA swab, where there's only a finite amount to be tested and it may... De- and, and it may be depleted in the act of testing it. Right, right. DNA samples or, are very or much Or drug like tests or, or a small minuscule sure. amount of drugs. This is... This is a movable piece of property. It's mm-hmm. like this coffee mug that I'm holding. Or a cell phone. Or a cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's something tangible. Right. Like, we've been doing criminal prosecutions for for several hundred years in this country. And what else is on that drive that might be very important to the people that the drives were seized from? I mean, right. tax records. There could be a lot of stuff that those folks actually well, need. Well, you know, and then you're going to hear some bumpkin somewhere say, well, wh- what does it matter? They're bad people. Oh, we, well. you know, that, that, it's, Has that been proven yet? Not yet. <laughs> if the Sorry. cupcake fits. Um, so that being said, uh, yeah, they're alleged to have done stuff with Ew. baked goods. Ew. I I didn't do it. I'm just saying I, that's I'm what they're alleged to have been doing. And yuck. yeah, that's a that's a freaking understatement. It's awful. Yuck. So what is the what is the we call it spoliation, right? The loss spoliation of, of evidence. Yeah, right. we call it, what's the What's the effect? Is that does the defense get an adverse presumption that the loss of the evidence means that there was something on there that would have been helpful to the defense? Well, probably I, not. I don't I, know. I can't speak to you. I can't speak to that in criminal cases, but I can speak to it in the civil world. Um, if you've got 
a definite case of spoliation of evidence, then you do get an adverse presumption in a civil case under federal law right. that that evidence would have worked against the person that lost So it. the classic yes. example in criminal law is I have a video of the entire incident. Right. I'm the prosecutor. I don't play the video. Right. Now, the defense has no burden to play anything. The defense gets to stand up and get a jury charge that says they had in their possession a video of the entire crime. They didn't play it. That means, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you should presume that the video did not support their theory because otherwise they would have played it. It's a it's a rebuttable it's a rebuttable, rebuttable presumption. presumption. Yes. Which it's hard to kind of overcome that presumption when you don't play the video that has the entire crime thing. Here we have two hard drives. Two hard drives. Mm-hmm. You seized it. You thought there might be something on there, and then you lose it. But now remember now the chain of custody. So the officers that seize the stuff. Well, now they, if they, they find they it, logged, they got a problem. Yeah. They've they've logged it in. There's paperwork that shows these drives exist. The attorney for Mr. Perkins isn't just pulling this out of thin air. I mean, right. there's there's a chain of custody that says these things were taken and they exist and they have been put away somewhere. So um Long story short, the drives are are gone. I mean, somebody lost them. Somebody who's responsible for them in that chain of custody didn't do their job. So this this could not work out better for Mr. Perkins. Even so, if well, there really wasn't anything on there, it's it. I don't know if it's the silver bullet he needs. No, but, but, but it, it, it sure helps. Yeah. If there was nothing on there and they just would have maintained it, it would we wouldn't even be talking about it. No, right? No. The fact that they may have lost it, the fact that it creates an issue that where there wasn't an issue is is going to be something they can they can try to mount a defense on mm-hmm. um you know do does he say those hard tries evidenced that Cynthia was forcing me to do this I don't know that he says that I mean I I don't well and remember remember throughout the nature of this case or throughout the the timing of this case both sides are excuse me both defendants have said hey we want to plea give me a reasonable deal and we'll plea and reasonable is, is a moving target. So we wanted to talk about that. Let's change gears and talk yeah. about, let's talk about other evidence. Oh my goodness. Let's say, let's say you're conducting a really high profile investigation and you need some documentation uh, from the other side. Now, normally you would seek things out in discovery. It's very common. I was answering some discovery requests yesterday. I'm going to be propounding some of my own today. Well, let's say the person you're requesting information from and about is the chief executive officer of the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. So the executive executive branch enjoys certain privileges. Right. Um, It it allows them to do essentially do. It's kind of like an attorney client privilege, right? Where, Where we can talk about certain things. Sure. We can communicate with our clients about certain things and we don't have to worry about this being admissible or discoverable, right? Right. There are limitations on executive privilege. Well, there's limitations on attorney-client privilege. If your client tells you, I'm about to do a crime, Mm. and you believe it, it's not privilege. Now, the executive privilege, different colored and different feathered creature, animal, what did Trump know? What did the White House know going into the incidents that happened on what date? January 6th, What what are we calling this again? It's been known as the insurrection. Insurrection, yes. exercise. I've heard some say an exercise in liberty. Look, all uh, I know, constitutional rights. All I know is I saw a meme going around that says we spend something crazy like seven hundred fifty billion dollars annually on on defense of this nation, and in about two hours, 
in two hours, the seat of our government was taken over by the. It's scary, right? By 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 basically a bunch of hillbillies and a like guy a in a hillbilly red Princess dawn. Leia Chewbacca bikini, like I a mean, like a hillbilly red dawn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's insane. That, that, that part is, I'm still reeling from that. So but the, long story short, the Supreme Court came out with a decision. As we know, uh, former President Trump tr- is trying everything he could, his attorneys are trying everything he could, to block any release of documentation uh, regarding the uh, events of January 6th uh, that may or may not implicate him as having some knowledge of what was going on. Uh-oh. Yeah. So as we know, a lot of communications have come out. A lot of, uh, a lot of people are now starting to talk about texts that went back and forth, emails that went back and forth, and who those texts and emails were um, linked to. I think we're about to get a landslide of information in this case. I think the country is about to learn a lot that it may, some people may have suspected, but nobody knew for sure. Did they know it was coming? Did they fail to stop it if they knew that it was coming? If they knew it was coming and they failed to stop it, is there is there a potential for criminal prosecution? Lots of questions, right? Was was anyone encouraging this stuff? Um, yeah, there's a there's a million things that are going on, um, and candidly, the um, the Supreme Court has decided. <clears throat> well, it decided by not granting writ of certiorari. Is what okay. it's um, which is the, the decision president, the president lost at the court of appeals. Okay, mm-hmm. so so he was in the court of appeals, which meant he lost at the district court level, right? So he gets to the court of appeals level, loses there. Uh, the Supreme Court gets to decide whether or not they're going to take up a case, and if they choose not to take up a case, they're letting the decision of the appellate court stand. So therefore, the decision of the appellate court is law for the moment. Correct? Yeah. 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 So what does so he do now? The Court of Appeals had no occasion to decide uh, any of the questions about whether or not the current president can waive executive privilege for the previous president because all of the tests that... To me, that's the real pre- question, by the way. Right, right. That's that's what we're going to get to. But, but all of the tests that President um, Trump proposed to the court to say, if you see this, then it's privilege. If you find that, then it's privilege. All of those tests failed at the appellate court level. Mm. So everything he proposed as a solution to his own problem failed. And therefore, they say, well, there is no need to even ask the question of whether or not the new president can waive the old president's privilege because the argument he made failed in the first place. To me, that's the so the interesting legal question for me, and I know it's not being decided on, is is whether or not a new president who is of a different party, who has different interests, different concerns, can they waive the executive privilege? It's their executive privilege, right? And it, and it aligns with the argument of you don't like the way Trump was doing stuff, elect yourself a new president. Well, that we did do that, right? You know, right? And I'm by no means am I a big huge fan of Biden, but so. So, but they didn't even get to that. That's to me. That's the meat and potatoes, dude. That's the big topic. So, um, hmm. so what now? What happens now? They got to release it, right? They've got to release it. Matter of fact, uh, uh, the attorneys for uh, Donald Trump are are busy handing over documents left and right. Um, there's a, a really nice article in the New York Times this morning. <clears throat> and long story short. The, uh, the the documents are going to come out. 
Uh, it's going to be a very busy couple of days. My prediction here only, this is Richard Sprinkle's prediction, is going to be a very busy couple of days in the national news cycle about this. Um, you heard it here first if you didn't read the New York Times article. But there's going to be a lot going on. He, to date, has not been prosecuted, right? To date, no, he has not been Well, I mean, there may be some prosecuted prosecutions that haven't been instituted. And by say, when I say him, I mean President Trump. But, I mean, you know, Representative Benny Thompson, Democrat of Mississippi, and the chairman of the committee, Representative Liz Cheney, who we know has kind of been butting heads with her party, uh, Republican of Wyoming and vice chairwoman, called the decision, quote, a victory for the rule of law and American democracy. Careful what you fish for. I know. I know. And I've said this about privileged information when it's when it comes to political parties. When I say careful what you fish for, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're going to release it as to one party or if you're going to release it to an executive um, who held an office, guess what? You're going to have to release it to others and just... We live in a public records world, by the way. We do. We do. You We're, can obtain a whole lot of information by... Public records request, Public records Freedom of request. Information Act. FOIAs, yeah, the whole nine yards. And and I do want to go back to something you you alluded to. How about how easy it was to storm the Capitol? I'm telling you, look, I was in the Marines for six years. We prided ourselves on on the work we do and 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 everything else. But it just blows my mind that in just a matter of hours, we had this insanity blow up. So what's interesting to me is I know there's been speculation that they knew it, that it was coming. Um, and then once it was coming, there has been speculation about what Pence knew and what Pence was trying to do versus what President Trump, Vice President Pence, versus what President Trump knew and what he was trying to do. Or, or what he was actually engaged in at the time. And I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not of, the, of the camp that says that the president at the time was inciting or encouraging it right. in a serious way. That being said, what was the end game goal? If he knew it was coming, what was the end game goal? Well, chaos? Either <clears throat> it was either chaos because some men just like to watch the world burn. True that. Or it really was an attempt to thwart the certification of the election results. So now what we're left with is. And by the way, this is a conservative Supreme Court. But mind you, either of those options, either whether he just wanted to watch the world burn or whether it was legitimate uh, effort to subvert the certification of those results, both of those directly point to a uh, an attempt to not peacefully transfer power. This was a conservative Supreme Court. This is a conservative Supreme Court mm -hmm. deciding an issue... <clears throat> That will directly impact the Republican Party. Well, now it, it, it should Unless, be noted. It should be noted that Justice Thomas uh, would have granted the application uh, for cert, and Justice Kavanaugh um, respectfully disagreed uh, with the Court of Appeals as far as the tests that were involved and a whole lot of fun stuff. The the decisions out there. If anybody wants to read the entire decision, it's a short one. Mm -hmm. It's not your usual Supreme Court decision because it's a it's a denial of, of certiori, but the interesting thing is there's there's words on the page besides writ denied. You know, mm -hmm. there's they, they actually made some statements on this thing. Uh, often when the Supreme Court refuses to take up a case, it is literally two words, writ denied. Mm. 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 They wanted to 
put some opinion out there about this, even though they didn't issue an opinion. Well, we wanted to talk about it. It's a Supreme Court decision. It's kind of, well, it's not a Supreme Court decision. It is a denial of a writ As of the great prophet Getty Lee once said, even if you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. Oh, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I, in my lifetime, I believe that I'm going to see a former president be prosecuted. Oh, I think so. And that so. former president will not be pardoned. I think I'm, that's what I'm betting. I think we're at a point in our society now where we hold people accountable, regardless of what their former status was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it with big time business executives. We've seen it with uh, with um, um, Harvey Weinstein, for example. We, you know, it doesn't matter what position you held in the world. You are now going to be, um, you know, starting to feel the ramifications of things you've done in the past. But that music means it's time we got to wrap up. So that's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. You've been listening to attorney Richard Sprinkle and attorney Franz Borkart. If you have topics you want us to talk about, email us at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com. You can also check out all there is to know about us on www.legallyunfiltered. Richard Sprinkle works for the Longman Jackaback Law Firm. I work for the Borkart Law Firm. We'll be back next week with another episode. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.